Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Juan Ep is Life. Big shout out to all of our patrons. We appreciate you guys. Patreon.com slash Juan Ep is Life. Recently got to watch the uh, video we recorded from Detroit, the behind the scenes video. Got to tell you, shout out to Lucas who did the video, did a tremendous job. Uh, so if you haven't signed up for Patreon to enjoy things like that, it's basically a half hour TV show of Juan Ep behind the scenes in Detroit. You might want to check that out. Um, this week's episode is an interview we did in Detroit. With the great Black Milk. Of course, Saif has essentially no idea who he is. But Black Milk is an incredible producer, artist who has an amazing history. Um, worked with everyone from uh, Slum Village and Dilla to Jack White of the White Stripes. So, great conversation. I think you're going to dig it. Let's go back to Detroit. Our conversation with Black Milk. So we just got off stage. We'll race to 5-9. Yeah. Yo, we got a couple of our hardcore patrons ha- hanging out. Thank God. GameCube, that dude is here. Yeah. He's like, he's heavy in the Discord. Heavy in the Discord. Heavy in the Discord. Heavy in the Discord. Um, and, and I reached out to my man, Black Milk. Yes, 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 yes. And it turned out that you have been back in Detroit, and you were like, yeah, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up, man. Like, any any anytime. I ain't seen you in a long time. So, since the last album, I think, man, that's like 2017. So, uh, give me a brief synopsis of the last six years of your life. What's been going on? And then we'll work back. A lot of nothing. But in a good way. Like, you know, after everything everybody had to deal with, like, it was the perfect time for me to, like, relax, reflect, reconstruct some things. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what it what it really was. But, like, the last... Two years, I've been back in music mode, been back in artist mode. So, so 17 to 20 after that album, you were like... Well, actually- really the pandemic shit. So okay. really 20 to now, the last two and a half, three years, I've been chilling, man. But but I just finished up an album uh, dropping on Mass Appeal, and yeah, man, I'm back, I'm back in artist mode, man. It took a minute to get like back into that mind state of like the grind shit, you know what I'm saying? So, but, but yeah, so it's, it's about to be back on and popping, man, with some music shit. So yeah. We just did a podcast like a week ago with the Rosenthal's who are doing this uh, blog era podcast yeah. with uh, Pharrell's company. And so I've been thinking a lot about the blog era, which they determine it to be like 07 to 12, around that range. What year did you first pop up? Oh, oh 05. Well, I was doing the Slum Village shit like 2000 to 2003. So 05 is when I dropped like the Sound of the City mixtape. And then I signed a Fat Beats and O's. Six, and that was like my first official joint. Popular demand was 06. He was in Slum Village. No, I was producing for him. I was doing. I was doing. Yeah, it was me. That was like around the time Dilla left the group, so I became like the house producer, uh, producer, in-house producer. Me and Young RJ and and oh, yeah, uh, was right. doing that. Dilla so left to- Slum Village. Yeah, that's when he was doing like all his solo stuff, doing a lot of the common stuff. And when they had like Selfish and records like that, that's all post Dilla. Yeah, Postilla. Yeah, yeah. That's all post. Yeah. But not posthumous. He no. was he was still on the album. He still had like a couple beats he produced, but he wasn't in the group no more. Got he, it. He went so got it. Yeah, yeah. 
So you never crossed over in the group with him? He was coming up to the studio and, you know what I'm saying, like you see, he did a few beats, but he wasn't in the group officially no more. He was out the group. Were you, like, a big fan before you were a part of the hell group? Hell yeah, hell yeah. You know, Dylan was already a, a king, like, in the city with, uh, before he was, like, a household name everywhere else. So, yeah, me being a producer, he was already, like, my favorite. You know what I'm saying? So that was... So it's funny. With Dilla, there are so many layers to, like, when people became fans. Yeah, Because, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I really think that, like, it's hard to even get a clear view of what he was when he was alive now. Yeah. Because yeah, he's yeah. become, like, this god-like figure yeah. almost like damn near like uh uh, uh damn near like it, he it, it's not real like he it's a fucking uh what you call it like um i know what you're trying to say, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, a mirage not like, a mirage like yeah a, like he's almost like a like a fairy tale yeah like fairy a, tale bro like the way cats it's like for, at least for personally for me and i know a, a lot of cats around the city like to see how people talk about him on the outside is is, is really weird it's almost like i'm like damn this must this is probably how I feel to like know a musical icon like a, a Jimi Hendrix or, or like a, a, a Miles Davis. Like if you was close to them, it's weird seeing the world well, talk about them. Also, you know like, there's also like he always abuses me how I'm not like a super Dilla fanatic. A a, abuse, <laughs> abuse would be strong, but keep going. I have a great appreciation for him. And what I don't what's what I find weird is. People that were around him or from that era yeah. get mad at new fans. And I'm like, why are you I don't mad? personally do that. Let I don't them, personally do they, that. If they discover it when they discover it, yeah, 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 yeah. let them be. But yeah, they're yeah, yeah, discovering yeah. it as a legend, as a fairy tale, as almost like this. That, that's that all I'm saying. Exactly. Like, that's all I'm saying. Was he even there? I'm not saying it really with any negative connotation at all. I'm not saying any negative connotation, but I always make the delineation of were you a fan of him before the name Dilla existed in a national public space? I mean, what, what, do, what does that matter, though? It doesn't. Okay, I'm just okay, saying, okay. like, in terms of drawing the line of you were, you're one of the people who know, got to know him as already okay, a feel, legend. I feel, I feel you or you, yeah, like, yeah. I watched his ascent yeah, yeah, from yeah. just being a name on the back of a right, record. Here's the thing, though. People will say they're a Dilla fan. But he wasn't Dilla. He was JD. He was JD. Get it, right? Yeah. So, like, even when Q-Tip talks about Dilla, he's really talking about JD. JD yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's people, you know, they might even think, they might not even know JD and Dilla is the same person. Well, it's almost like the name Dilla has become bigger than anything else, <sighs> Man, right? It's so, it's it's so, so complicated. It's, it's complicated. It's weird. But some of my close homies I talk to from around here, I kind of tell them, like, It'd be a level of frustration watching all this shit unfold, but I, I kind of come to grips with, like, man, it is what it is. He's, he's a musical icon at this point, and it's like the people that know him and knew him from an early stage, we, like, we have no control on how people take the name, take the legacy, and do whatever they want. With. He's at that point now as, as a name. He's you know like how when, when you go to college, you automatically find Bob Marley... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just stays yeah. in the college. Yeah. When you hit that, even if you know yeah. nothing about Bob Marley, you go to college somewhere. Somebody got a Bob Marley CD, and then then you become a fan after that. So like you're talking about people that might not have even they might have been six years old. Oh yeah, when Dilla was popping, and then now they like into it. It's one of the things that I feel thankful that I felt like I was a part of, even though I never met Dilla in my life. I saw Slumville play once when he was alive. They opened for Tribe in, in D.C. and like um, Tribe Called Quest? Love Movement album. That's right, Tribe Called Quest. They opened for Tribe on that tour. Um, but I will tell you, man, I hope that 
I hope that at some point his estate is truly figured out. Dilla essentially split his estate among his mom, his daughter, his daughter's mother, now, and, and I, I his don't brother. See, I, don't even, I don't even really know the business side of that stuff. I just but, heard this. So I just heard this recently, and I don't expect you to talk about it. I'm just saying, I don't expect you to talk about it at all. Okay, but I'm okay. just saying to like you. Like his will, kind of? like yeah, No, no, yes. The estate oh. is split up. He thought he was taking care of everyone and doing the right thing, which he did. The problem is it's very complicated. And they get along. Many of them get along, but it's still complicated. It's still four different human beings. And then you have, you know, um, then you have to get Stone's Throw to be involved in the way that they're involved. And then you have DJ House Shoes, who has the things that he has to say about, well, I was involved in. And essentially, I wish someone like, I don't know, I wish there was a way to consolidate it all because Dilla's music... I wish was coming out more in a way people could consume. It's nothing new under the sun, man. When you look at like history shown with all the like legendary musicians, oh, this is, it's this almost is part never of the good. Course. Yeah, it's like it's like it's just a part. Yeah, of like what if, happens, you, man. if you start breaking down Motown, the guys who were the studio musicians. There's a documentary about the what were they called the uh, Mizell brothers, Funk or brothers who? or something. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. Smokey Robinson wrote this song and the melody, but the way we played it, <laughs> right. we it deserved this. Like, and it's like he's not wrong. And this posthumous stuff is just all so hard, man. It's crazy, man. All that. I mean, but as an artist, that it makes me think a lot about you know what I'm doing now and you know what could I possibly control when it's all said and done when I'm gone. Like it does when when it's something like that hits so close to home. It like makes you think a little more about. How you maneuvering in this music shit? So, but yeah, you, and you've had a very interesting career. You were part of Slum Village, uh, the production team. What was the biggest? What was the biggest record during the period you were with them? Uh, probably, probably the Kanye record, the, the selfish? selfish joint. Yeah. And did you did you do anything well, on that record? Well, before that, I was with them on Trinity too. So probably was Tainted. Tainted. Tainted was with Tainted. Dwella. Tainted yeah. did really well too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was like, that was like some of those I remember. Like, got on 106 and Park, and, like, <laughs> that was a whole, that was a crazy time, man. Like, it, you know, being around a slum camp, so. What but a yeah, random yeah. period of time, though, too. Random like, as hell, so slum, man. So, slum ends up getting And I was signed. young, man. Like, I, I got with them, like, when I was, like, 18. So, so yeah, I was I was young. That was, that was like, Did you travel with them? Yeah, I went, I went on the tour. It's funny. Damn, Royce just left. It was funny because the first tour I ever been on, I wasn't performing. I, I actually was a roadie for them, but it was, like, it was D12. Slum Village, and that was like 2003. That shit was insane. That was like that was like my introduction to the tour life and all that shit. So it was it was crazy. It was but, all of D12. Yeah, it was all of it. It was everybody. All twelve of them. M wasn't there. M wasn't there. Did M M ever pop there. out or no? Damn, did M pop? I think M popped out for one show. Was it the LA? I can't remember. So man, it was but, eleven of them. It was D11. It was eleven. Was King Gordy around? Oh yeah, he was. He was. Fat Killers was on that tour too. Yeah, it was. It was Fat Killers, Slum Village, D12. There's not 12 members. How many I are was there? Joking. How many are there? No, it's not. It's not. not How many members all. are there? There's six of the Dirty yeah, Dozen. Yeah, There's yeah, only yeah, a half a dozen. It's a dirty half dozen, is what you're saying. Right. They have multiple uh, personalities. Yeah, Got yeah. It. There you go. I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> go ahead. He go dropped ahead. the ball. Go <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Um, so you're doing the thing with Slum. The t- and that's interesting, too, because you're right. They were super underground. They blew up in a very underground way with Fantastic Volume 2. They have one of those albums that no one 
nationally Wait, new. Wait, don't you make beats? No, a long time ago. Long time ago. Lifetime That's ago. That's interesting, Why? man, because I feel like most beat cats, anybody that know the process of making beats can, like, really under... I feel like we understand if anybody else don't, like, how genius... Like the genius I, of Jay. That, this is what I always have a problem with. <laughs> I 100% understand the genius and the respect level is to yeah. a whole, but I'm just a Rizza Primo guy first. Oh, same, same. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing at There's all. There's wrong but, with that. But some <laughs> Dilla people get upset. Oh, get upset. Okay, okay, And okay, I'm okay, like, okay, 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 yeah. he's three or yeah. four. Like, it's in the oh, same, yeah, yeah. but like, me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Me. Oh, uh, you. Okay. Personally, <laughs> got it, got it. Remo touched me yeah. more. Wow, this is oh, a big episode. Yeah. He Go was ahead. my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like literally like the only thing. And like, yeah. Bus gets mad at me. Yeah. Q-Tip gets oh, that, mad. Oh, do that. Quali, like, and I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. just something about my ear. I mean, that's preference, though. Like, just... That's when, all it is. That's, that's more so preference. Like, Bro, when I listen to when I listen to Questlove talk about how Dilla was chopping mi microseconds, that shit is fucking amazing to me but just something in my brain sensibility wise I just like the bounce well, you're, of a, a, you're a hack I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucking I mean the, pro the process and how the music resonates with you is two different things Bro, so it's I like, watch every that's two different things I didn't you know see the new documentary but I've watched documentaries I watch how they, they show like the fucking chopping of the beats is sick yo have you have either of you started the uh, the Tupac doc no, I, haven't, I haven't I just seen somebody tweet I haven't, I haven't watched it yet though bruh let me tell you guys right now that Tupac documentary on Hulu is fucking fantastic. Really? What's so good about different than any other one? It shows more than I've ever seen the of him. The little clip I seen was crazy. The, like the way they edited the shit. Like, oh no, the editing. It was like the editing's insane. <laughs> the opening yeah. seconds of it are yeah. his cousins. First of all, it starts with his two older cousins being like, "Yo, I'm nine years older," and about, and they tell a story. They just tell a story out of the gate. Of them getting involved in a street fight that had nothing to do with Tupac and Tupac grabbing a gun and busting off shots. Like, out of the gate, they're just telling you shit that you're like, whoa. But as it goes on, I think it just paints a more complete picture of him than we've seen before. His mom made it, right? She's gone already, so... His mom's still in it, but they have clips of her from other things. I, I strongly recommend it. It's amazing. Yeah, man. So, um... You've had, like, multiple lives in music. You had the Slum Village life in music. Yeah. You had the Fat Beats, Black Milk, solo, solo artist, yeah. kind of blog era, uh, run, producer, MC. Then you had the Jack White, third man era of What's your that? career. How did, yeah, tell tell Saif the story, the, the third man Jack story. He just, hit, he just hit me up one day. Well, I hit my manager up. He was doing like he does these like forty five series. He has a forty five. Jack White. Yeah, Jack White. From the White has, Stripes. That's yeah, right from, from the White Stripes. Stripes. He has a forty five series. Man, he was doing a, doing a lot of them with like different rock artists. But he hit me up to do one, and he was always he told me he was like, yeah, man, I always wanted to do like some a collaboration with a Detroit artist and also like some hip hop shit. But I really couldn't figure out the artist or the the, the time that where it made sense. But he thought it made sense with me. Cause I also produce, so man uh, invited us down to Nashville. Me and my band went down to Nashville, got into the studio, just jammed out for like two two days, made a couple records. He has a venue connected to his third man yeah, store I heard, out there. Yeah. We did a live show at his venue like the last last night we was there. Shit was crazy. Just 
Just like a what's the show? Like Jack White and Black Milk? Well, no. He was actually like in the audience in the front of the stage, like drinking, getting drunk, cheering me in the band. It was like, crowded? Yeah, it was the whole shit. I mean, it's not a crazy big small, venue. But I heard it's, it's like, really it's like dope. Like a few hundred yeah. cap venue. But I heard uh, people know like yeah. you're gonna find some ill shit when you go to that thing. Yeah, yeah. So he was uh so yeah, we performed in the in the, in, the, in the spot that night. Like I say, he was there like just as a fan. And the shit was crazy. That well, was he was like, a fan of yours. Yeah, he he a, I, 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 asked, I asked him actually. I was like, man, yo, how did you even, how you even know me? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. you some rock superstar. But damn, once again, he told me he was like, man, I, uh, I heard the record with you, Royce Five Nine and Elza, uh, Deadly Melly. He was like, man, I really like that joint, and that's how I was like, Let me, oh, so you he's just a Royce. music connoisseur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how that came about. But and did you guys continue to do anything after that? Yeah, I did a couple more shows. Like he he put me on a few other shows that he, like festivals that he was either doing or he was on. So he was like, yeah, it was crazy for like that 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 was like a year, like two years, just you know, collaborating, and just linking up. It was it was, it was weird because it was like, damn, <laughs> nigga, you Jack White as hell. Like so, it was like, <laughs> like and his studio was crazy. Like I remember his studio. Not having no computer, no all analog shit, just all analog shit. And, oh, uh, that's dope. I remember recording my verse, and like I wanted to do like an ad lib track or something. And he was like, "Man, we out of tracks." He only had like eight tracks to use and shit. Like what? it was crazy. It was We're crazy. Out of yeah. tracks. He was like, "We out of tracks." I was like, "All right, then I guess that's it." But <laughs> then the live show, they was recording the whole live show. He had like my man Vance, his engineer, was off to the side of the stage, and he was recording the whole live show to uh, two inch reel. Wow! And wow. They, they pressed it up and sold it, so it was it was crazy, man. It was Yo, he really does crazy. crazy. Experience. Yo, yeah. he does crazy things, bro. Yeah, you know that you know dude. the mini you know the mini the mini three inch turntable that I have is a Jack White thing, but now since then that's become a whole thing. They get remade now, but the real story of how that that one I have is from the original batch that oh, wow. they did. So basically, Jack was in Japan, I think. And they stumbled upon them, and he was like, what the fuck are these? And they said, oh, they're from this company, blah, blah, blah. He went to the factory, bought all the ones they had, and then sold them himself and made, like, five White Stripes three-inch records and would sell them at concerts. You can buy the thing. Since then, now, Record Store Days recreated them. They're all... Of the, but that's just shit that comes from his mind, yeah, his man. love of analog crazy, shit, man. I guess. And he got he has a pressing plant here, too, in Detroit. And His store here looks big as shit, too. The pressing plant... The store is, the to, the store is pretty... Uh, is a nice size, but the pressing plant is about big as this damn whole shit. Like, the pressing plant is crazy. Like, so... Yeah, Jack White always doing rock star shit, so yeah. Yeah, that's a rock, <laughs> rock star shit, indeed. You know, my, you know what my black milk joint... The ultimate black milk joint for me from the blog era was... That Colin Monroe. Wait, on Tronic? The um, on my album? No, no, no. The one you produced for him. Didn't you produce Piano Lessons? Oh, the, uh, yeah. oh shit, yeah. The single, the single, the single, the single. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Yo, it's yeah, hilarious yeah. that for him, that's like a, for yeah, me, yeah, that yeah. was like. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. And yeah, that's yeah. one of those songs that, that like the it black. It's a Lucy, man. It's a Lucy, and it's one of those songs that we were talking about, Syph. It doesn't exist anymore. The blog era was crazy, man. Like, I look back at that shit. Like, I look at the two dope boys era like that was the site that i got probably the most love on like two dope boys but uh but yeah man that shit was just amazing how like we was just posting music and i got a lot of you know i curated a whole fan base from that shit just like internet shit and got tours and just made and all the money that generated just from like making i mean of course you got to make some dope shit but like 
It's just interesting, like, how that whole time was compared to now. Like, but... Where the money came from what? From getting popular? I mean, the, the money came from, for one... I mean, first making some shit that people like, but... Yeah, but if it was on a blog, it was just downloaded. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but then, you know, eventually putting out your projects and, right, and but mostly that's what I'm saying. That's like though. The blogs were like marketing yeah, yeah, yeah. made exactly, you popular exactly, so then when exactly. something real came out exactly. they were like yeah yeah exactly but it also that shit was work man cause I remember it was a point feeling like you know you had to you had to be consistent just like today you still had to be consistent and drop good shit so by the time you like dropped your 10th single and they post your 10th post then that's when you start seeing the traffic pick up and all that shit but but yeah man it's just weird that there are songs like that, too, that like had an impact on people, but they disappeared. Like, you downloaded them from a Z-Share link, and you saved it to your computer, but now considering, unless you're Cypher Sounds, who downloads everything, most people just go to stream. So yeah, if it's not available yeah. on Man, streaming... I got, I got so many Lucy's that I want to put on put on streaming services, but when it comes to clearance and all that clear shit, it's like, yeah, yeah like, it's I, still gotta, I still got to, like... A couple random Max joints, man. Like Sean, a couple Sean P joints that, like, yeah, man, you know. <laughs> what was what, what was uh? What can you say about Sean? Sorry, Pro- I just want to dance. Oh, sorry, if you want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, if I'm really getting the vibe from you it's right a now. Vibe, man. Um, what's do you have any favorite Sean Price stories from the random Max days? Come on, bro. Like, it's too many, right? It's too many, man. Like, one of the craziest shits. I remember when we did a tour. We, we had to get on the train. We was in Europe. Had to get on the train. They had, like, first-class tickets, you know, if you didn't want to sit in a regular joint. me It was me, Sean P., Guilty, and Hex. Shout-out to Hex Murder. Oh, shout-out to Hex Murder. And uh, me and P was like, we don't want to sit. We want to, you know what I'm saying, get the first-class joints. Bought the ticket. Went to go sit in one section. Some dude came, spoke some language, was like, no, no. You got to get up, get up. Made, made me and P get up. Went to another cart. No, 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 you got to get up. Made us get up about three, four, five times, man. Couldn't find the fucking, like, the first class at all. All I remember is Sean P getting so mad, like, and picking up the ticket, like, and standing in the middle of the hall. What the fuck is this? (laughs) What the fuck did y'all give us? What the fuck is this? So mad. We couldn't find that shit, so we end up just sitting, like, in between the carts. You know, the shit where people come in and come out. And it was like two little seats. <laughs> like, like we paid like $150 for those tickets. And we just sat on these little baby seats, bro. And like for the rest of the trip, man, he was he was so hot to the point where we got off. We went straight to sound check. He thought he thought the venue was the hotel. Walked into the venue like, call Drew, I'm going home. I'm going, I want to fly home. Call Drew. I want to go to the hotel. Like he was so Heated, but all me and me and Roy, me me guilty and hex, all we could do is like laugh because this nigga was so it was like the toughest dude, but like at times could be so spoiled and be like, well, no, 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 no he, that's <laughs> yo, that's Sean. I was like, man, yeah, it was crazy. Sean, man. Sean was, P, Sean P, I, my my the most memorable conversation I ever had with him was when he was starting to really pop off, and and like he was had a couple records that started getting played. It's actually an interesting moment in that era. He had the record, like, enough actually started playing his record at 5 o'clock a little bit, and it started going. And I remember having a conversation with him about it and, like, asking what he wanted to do. And he just he just was not going to do anything that was outside of his comfort zone. Like, Sean wanted to do live the life that he was living. And God bless him, he turned – he was so good that he afforded himself that choice. Where we were at, he was kind of allowing me to, like, 
take them slightly in a direction. Like we was literally about to make the Random Max, we was about to make Random Max 2, the second album. And he was a little more open to like doing, trying some, you know, experiment, trying some other shit. Like, cause he used to make fun of me all the time about like certain decisions I was making, like <laughs> musically or just artistically. But at the same time, I could see like, he was like, like, man, if you could figure out how to like take us somewhere else, and that shit dope. Like, let's do it. You know what I'm well, saying? Like, well, but, like, take it more, a little more commercial. No, not commercial. Just, just like, left field. Not even just left. Just, just doing something that's a little more. Just that's not a, something that's unexpected. You know what I'm saying? Like versus, you know, niggas know what they get getting when they walk into a Sean P album. So it's like, right, right, right. He was he was starting to get a little more comfortable with like doing something that was unexpected. But unfortunately, he passed, man. Like before we could get to it. But uh, but yeah, R. P. Sean P. Man. He is such an interesting character that I remember when he died. It was a Saturday morning, and Twitter started saying that Sean Price had died. I remember it's one of the only times where I legitimately did not believe it. I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm saying I was like, I called my brother. I was like, are you seeing this? And we were like, nah, this is him doing, he's doing some crazy shit to like, to like just fuck with, because he liked fucking with people. And that's when the time he started doing like the, like the videos. Oh, the videos were like, so good. I, I can only imagine where he would be today, like if he had more time to like develop. Bro. Sean P was on TikTok. Yeah, oh, like, like some wild shit. Yo, have you, ever, was, you ever seen the video of him in Las Vegas and he goes and sees the cats who did the Pawn Star show? Oh yeah, yeah when he no. did, and yeah, he sells them a potato. Crazy, bro. And he's that sitting there. Shit was crazy. He's sitting there explaining why this potato's yeah. been around for hundreds of years. And, and he why said this, something about like, yeah, this uh, this this got thrown at Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah, yeah he said it got shit. thrown at Martin Luther King. <laughs> like, this is was, the potato that the racist threw at Martin Luther King. That shit was so fucking funny. No, man. bro, he was he was legit one of the funniest people ever in hip hop, man. How's how's Guilty doing? Guilty's good. I just talked to him recently, man. Like we plan on getting back in, man. So. Guilty doing he been he was laying, he been laying low for a minute too, but he like, yo, I'm ready to get get back. So me and him gonna definitely work and yeah, man. What's what 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 project of yours did the has like supported your lifestyle the best? Is like the one that you is it is it one thing or is it just a collection of having a lot of projects that people have loved? I feel like I'm one of those people where when I do my shows, the fan the fans I could curate it, like they all want different albums. Like I got the popular I got the popular demand. Like fans, the Tronic fans, the Album of the Year fans, so the Random Max fans, like, so yeah, it's just you know people that want to hear the stuff I did with Royce, the stuff I did with like you know the collab with Feral Monster, collab collab stuff. So it's kind of scattered, you know, throughout. Like, so I don't know, man. I'm I'm real I'm real particular. Like, so I I feel I feel good that I've been been able to be kind of consistent in terms of like quality throughout my whole shit, and that's kind of like provided me like to be good, you know what I'm saying? Like, to be good through my career, so yeah. I mean, it's just pretty cool to be able to have made the music you wanted to make and be comfortable enough to chill out for a few years. That shit ain't easy, bro. That shit is not easy. Like, being an indie artist and, like, making a living off of that shit and, and get and like, having a fan base that actually care about what you do for, like, doing that shit for, like, a de over a decade is not and, and easy. And you're, ma you're so married I, with children? I, I feel lucky. No, nah, I don't got no kids. No I'm kids. not married either. <laughs> no, oh, so you're completely, no, so you're, li you're out here living no, the dolo life. I mean, life. I got my girl, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't know you had the ring. Yeah, I didn't know if it was an arbitrary oh, no, no, uh, no, no. fourth this, finger. This, this, no, when are you going to make this, her an honest woman? Yeah. <laughs> this just turned into a relationship podcast. <laughs> <guy. laughs> huh? When are you nah. going to pop that question? No, no, no. No, never, never, never. Never? Never. 
Okay, see, Cypher, you did stumble on some Sorry. shit. Sorry, I was kidding. But it's never because because it, me and her, she like never too. She why she, are you guys never? On, why are you guys never married types? We just not on that type of time, bro. Like it's just it's just a just a different kind of. There ain't no pressure either. Like we good. What does she do? She's in the she's in the music too. Like she she does more like behind the scenes, like tour managing and uh, creative curating and all that type of stuff. So yeah. Are you guys now? We'll just get all in your business. Are you guys interested in kids or no? Nah, nope. So you don't want to have kids. Nah. So I mean, if I did, it would be cool, but nah. That's interesting. Well, tell How me. How old are you? Man, I'm 39. Damn, you're yeah. 39 yeah, years 30. old? I'll be 40 in August. What, you're saying how young he looks? I, I thought this man was 26 <laughs> years old. I thought he was with Slum Village when he was nine. <laughs> yeah. We did talk about, like, I've been like, yo, I've been here since the JD days. Like, man, like, that's no like, kid life. You got no stress lines in yeah, your face man, at all. I, man, I'm blessed, dog. Like, I'm blessed. Boy. That's blessed. I, I, I am curious. I'm just curious, though. Like, um, is there any specific reason why you don't, why, why for you kids isn't like a high priority? Because it's the number one societal pressure of all pressures. I know. But to know me is to know that I'm like the most like non-traditional person ever. Like anything that's traditional about living and like the way to be in this in this fucking life. You're, you're speaking Sife's language right now. I'm so I'm so like not about none of it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And the people I usually and the people that's usually in my circle are kind of like like minded. So my girl is like, is like me. So, yeah. That's great. What, what, what else? That's a life. Okay, so tell me right now. I'm very curious. What else? What currently? Is there anything currently about society that's in particular driving you nuts? Or that, or sorry, let me just say, it's not for you. No, I know something that's driving me nuts. The fact that I can't fucking like get off my phone, bro. I know, bro. My number one, my number one problem. I, I literally think, I, I think I thought about that shit the most this past year, like, Fuck, I really can't get off this shit. Even when I'm scrolling and I'm thinking about, like, stop, stop, stop. I can't stop. I think about it every day. Every the only day. thing every that day. gets me and off. I, I already know because y'all y'all do this, so I know y'all I think about it every day. Yeah, that's so The only crazy. thing that gets me off. Excuse me? Gets me off, baby. The only thing that gets me off my phone, and this is double fucked up, is when I'm on Instagram and I start seeing people that's in my circle or friend group or people I know. And they got accomplishments that I wish I had. And I start getting, like, if I see Khaled on Instagram. Oh, you're out. You're out. I start getting angry. Yeah. (laughs) And it fucking bothers me so much. Angry at what, though? The life? It's like, it's a lot of different things for certain people. Like, oh, I put that guy on and he don't show no love back. And now he's getting all this shit. Or um, I wish I would have been more into this when I was younger than I would have been further. Yeah, I feel you. you, you. I'm not mad at nobody else. I'm a lot of times mad at myself. So all that makes me do is get off Instagram and go to TikTok where I don't know the people and I can just scroll freely yeah, yeah, without yeah, yeah. the emotion. That's interesting. So, so, let me, so let me add to that. Number one, I feel you 100%. For me, though, it's not even conscious. Like this morning I woke up and started looking at my phone in the hotel room, right? And as I'm looking, I'm like, none of this is making me feel good. Like, you're saying in a more direct way. Like, Siphon Khaled have a deep history, whatever. I see it, you see Khaled, you're like, oh, there's personal feelings there. For me, it may not even be something that deep. It's just someone else's podcast post, and my brain is going, why don't my post look that good? Why is their engagement so good? Why is it? It can be anything, bro, and it's nothing. 
you know how often I feel good from looking at my phone? Only when I'm yeah, texting only, with people that I care about. I feel you, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Black Milk texted me back. That feels nice. What's he yeah, up to? Otherwise, you, it's not you. a positive feeling. When nah, I when I get nah, these bro. alerts, they're, none of them yeah. are positive. The fulfillment is few, far in between. Like, it's, but it's yet, like and how do we moves. kick it? Yeah. And yet I don't yet know I how to kick it. can't let it go. Can't let it go. So bro, yeah, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on my phone, like TikTok or Instagram, until the plane reaches an altitude where it cuts off. Like, I'm on it. The moment I sit on the plane, oh, yeah, until yeah. we take off, I'm scrolling. Yeah. yeah. And then when it finally reaches no more internet, I go, oh. You snap out oh, of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, do you, do you instantly then pay for the internet? No, so I never pay for the internet. On the plane for that reason. So you get a break, a mandatory break. Me on the plane is me taking a break. Yeah, I'm asleep most of the time, so I'm not. I'm not even on on a plane, so I ain't even. How active are you on like social and stuff? I'm not, man. Like, like I do mean, you post a lot? When it's time, I don't post at all. But when it's time to like, you know, put some shit out, I post. But I don't post a lot. I actually don't. Like I understand. Like when you campaigning and doing your project, you gotta you know make people aware. But after a certain point, I, man, I just I just really don't care no more. <laughs> like, and I, I don't know if I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, I mean, if you built a life and your indie reputation where you don't need it, then it's fine. I mean, I know I could do. It's always room to do better. But yeah, of course. It's just like I feel like when this shit start feeling like work, like real work. Then that's when it's like, oh no, it's work. It's, it's not fun no more. It's Bro, like I do stand up comedy. All yeah. I want to do is stand up comedy. Yeah. And now I'm a video editor and an audio fucking engineer uh, and like trying yeah. to like, it's ridiculous. I don't want to be a video editor. Nah, like yeah, I, I don't want to be a video editor. But you got to Yo, know, there's video editors that I respect what they do, but it's just something with stand up. No one could hit the mark of the little. Part that I wanted to grab yeah, from that moment. Yeah, so you got to do it yourself. That happened. Yeah, so like at least but that here's part. My question, I do here's myself. my question. Are the, the 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 biggest comedians in the game right now? How many of them are in that position? Like it's, it's in a different. Big, it's different. The biggest the biggest young comedian or the biggest legends who made it before social media was a thing. Well, like is John Mulaney? He's of that era. He's still he's young. No, he's not. He's He's 35 or something, he's right? 40. 40. And no, he made it before. So he's pre he's pre the yeah. era. Like like whatever, you won't even know the guys. Like Go ahead, say him anyway. This kid um I forgot his last name. This he has a podcast called um uh something socks, like crunchy socks or something like that. Michael Bloomstein, I think his name is Michael, Michael Bloomstein. Did you just make that oh, up has, on the spot? No, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I feel like I just said make up a Jewish that's name. Yeah. Michael, Michael Bloomstein. I think that's his name. And then like, he's not famous, but he has crazy followers. All shows sell out. People come to him because oh, Matt Rife. Matt Rice. Matt Rife. Matt Rife. Matt Rife was a white kid on Wild and Out. Okay. He did good on Wild and Out. White kid, good looking kid, very good looking kid. He did well on Wild and Out to a point. Then he got off Wild and Out, and he was like in the fucking. He was a. He had to be a personal trainer. He's like one of them built guy. And now he has nine million on TikTok. He did. He just did this crazy twenty five million dollar deal with Live Nation, and he's all over that shit. Like every day, there's twelve clips of him on Instagram and TikTok. He got. He got, he has a system now. Like he has. A yeah, it's like when you get to that level, you just have a. People Man, doing I, it. But I also, I feel like 
at least in my case, man, it depends on your fan base. Like, what? How do you like? My fans been there. I, I feel like I'm actually lucky to have came out in the blog era versus trying to be a new artist coming up in this era. Because even though even though it's like a ton of re- ton of resources and platforms to like get you know be seen as a as an artist. I feel like it's just too much. It's, it's so yeah, much you competition. Curated, you curated a fan yeah, base. Yeah, so it's like my fan base isn't really looking for me to give them so much content. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I'm kind of lucky in that sense. They like, yo, when he when he show up, he show up. What about this? There, you know what I'm saying? Do you talk about yourself and your music? Do I talk about myself? In what, in what instance? Like, what like can, are like, you like, do you like, are, are you, you vulnerable? introspective, are you, vulnerable Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. What I notice is people that are like that, when they talk about it in the music, you don't have to see them on Instagram every day okay. living their life yeah, 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 because yeah. it's in the music. Yeah, it's in the music. But yeah, think yeah. of the people who have blown up, their music is empty. It's just rap. Yeah. So in order to learn about that artist, you have to go social. Is is that, and they've trained their fans, not trained their fans, but they kind of like give the, gave the, trained their fans to expect a certain thing from them. Like, so if you started off and you, like, gave your fans, you showing them what you eating, what you wearing, what you doing every fucking day, your fans expecting you to give them that every day. So it's like, it really depends on your base, man. I I, hate, I just hate all of it so much. <laughs> I just can't. And and what I, what I'm, why I resent, why I'm mad at myself is all of my jobs, like, I really am old school media. I don't really require it. I have a morning show. I have an afternoon show. Then I go on WWE TV once a month. Why do I need to post all day? We sound we sound old right now. No, we are. We all, and like, I'm fighting for it. I, I want. Sound, I, <laughs> yo, I pray. You sound tired, dog. Like, no, I'm tired. Like, on sound, the other side of it. You sound exhausted. Like, I am exhausted. <laughs> You're right. I'm exhausted. I want yeah, when I finish yeah, work, yeah, the day to be over. Yeah, I don't want to go start yeah. scrolling. I'm editing too. I'm adding captions to the interview clip and cutting the right part. And nah, for man. what? You like, just, just find it. Just hire. What? Why you? What? So what's preventing y'all from, from hiring, just hiring someone good? You I know, should. So what you do? Is that you easier said hire. Done? I've tried, and they don't catch the the right part of the and joke. You, you can't tell them. It's art. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I'm talking. About, listen, <laughs> I'm talking about my shit. The shit I post is I'm doing this comedy show, and in the middle, I said something wild to this guy. We had, like, a little exchange. I put those little pieces out because I don't want to give away my material. You got to come see that. It's something in my mind that I'm seeing. I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. um, The answer was 10 minutes later in real life, but on Instagram, I got to put it together. So, wait, how do you even get the clips every day? What is that? How does that work? Bro, I got either camera guys... I got my camera that I set up myself, or the clubs, a lot of clubs now have cameras because all these comedians posting clips is marketing for the club. That's why you see the, the comedy sign behind you. It's a fucking full-time job, I mean, bro. this shit is a full-time job. Music, anything that requires you to put out content to keep people's attention, shit is a full-time job. Man, I miss you. You guys got re- got me really missing the old days. The old nah, days, no. man. <laughs> no. Let's talk Bro, about that. Let's talk about them. Shit listen, I think you and I used to do a four-hour radio show. Yeah, we sat with each other for six hours a day. Yeah, basically. Right. That's crazy. Now I'm doing a four-hour radio show by myself on a different station. The time I speak on the radio, and then I'm, the next time I speak would be about 15 minutes. I'm going bananas in that 15 minutes because I can't do anything else. And I was like, how did I used to do this? Oh, you mean because you're just waiting? I'm bored 
it's not enough time to edit. It's not enough time to go check email. It's not enough time to really do anything. And I'm like, how did I used to do this for hours? And I guess we had we had us to talk to each other. Well, A, we were talking to each other, and B, you weren't so concerned with other things. You didn't need to fill. Yeah, your because so- that was I was living my dream, doing the morning show at Hot 97, and then it turned into a nightmare. I'm just trying to say this. I got off social media. I don't know if you know this, Sif, but what happened back in 2018, 2019? Sorry, this is an inside joke because we say it every episode. I was divorced. No. Yeah, I'm sorry to tell you, but I got divorced. <laughs> to that blonde chick? The blonde lady. So when, when me and the blonde lady broke up, I went off social media for six months. Exactly six months gone, right? I was gone. When I came back, I remember it well, I had gone down from like 301,000 to like 295,000 on, on Instagram. Like 6,000 people checked out, right? This is now I'm back. It's spring of 2019. We are now in the spring of 2023. I have gone up with all the posts I've done from 295 to 319,000. That's good. That's not good. 24,000 over four (laughs) years. That's 6,000 a year. That's yeah. nothing. These people are growing m- millions all the time. What yeah. am I doing they, they, it for? They're paying for that shit, though, bro. You think? I know. I literally just had a conversation black about like milk you want just more? turned into black mirror. You see that face? Well, yeah, like, but I know no. the answer, but I can't tell you. <laughs> I know. Like I literally just had a conversation with someone like this price for these stats, social media or YouTube or like, man, bro, all this shit fake. Like, like it, that should be sounding like a, a conspiracy theory, but now that I actually had the conversation with, like, yo, with the people that can do the thing, I'm like, damn, that shit really real. Like, I, I don't know what, you can't believe nothing you see no more. Like, you're, like, and you're, so you're on TikTok a lot, so you know. Some of those numbers are, impo- they're unconscionable. Like, it's impossible. You'll hit a video, don't get me wrong, it's a good video. It'll say it has 1.5 million likes. Yeah. And then you look at the person's account, and the person has 7,000 followers. And you're like, I understand they work on algorithms, but, like, I just, I think, my point is I think you're right. No, I no, I'm right, bro. Trust me. And I would think y'all would well, no. know. You're right. We should know. <laughs> you're like, I never like, had that meeting. I'm, yeah, we haven't had that meeting. I'm, I'm sitting here chasing my fucking tail with nah, this that, that bullshit. That shit is like, and that, that's why with artists, like, the real, the real measure is, like, to know if somebody... Is really if, if their base is really real, it's really just the shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many people actually get up, walk out their house, and come to your show? So, which you know, is the, which is all I want. Yeah, yeah. And you that number's so much less than the number they have. It's all I want, man. I just want to go do my shows, DJ, live that hip hop life. You'll hear them say, "You'll hear them say, oh, this person's the biggest on social." And then you go, "What size venues are they playing?" You know, cap twelve hundred, yeah, and you're like, yeah, but they no have cap. thirty million. <laughs> they have thirty million followers. Well, what's up with your music, Black Milk? Yeah, what's next? When's it, when we get new Black Milk? Man, I just, I just finished the album. It's is uh, titled Everybody Good? Question mark. It's like question. Everybody good? But um, so that's done. Like I say, it's dropping on Mass Appeal probably around July. I'm about to probably drop the first single in a couple weeks, man. Like May. Think May thirteenth. So, so yeah. Now, man. when you do an album with Mass Appeal, do they just throw in a Nas feature? 
What's up? What's up with Peter Bittenbender? He coming through or not? Nah? Cool. I just talked to Peter. I just talked to Peter. He's a good dude. Did you ask for Nas? See Nas around the office? I don't I don't be around the office because I don't live in New York. So I don't ever I mean, I've definitely like chopped it up with Nas before, like a few, a few different times, a few different occasions, uh, you know, just by being on the label. But but nah, this one, I don't really got that many features, man. Like it's kind of all me. And just, you know, I've been working on it for the, like the last couple years. So, but yeah, I'm, like I say, th that's coming. Uh, got some stuff just producing for other, you know, other artists and stuff like that. But yeah, man, just like music shit, man, music shit. Are you back and forth between here and L.A.? Man, pretty often, like every few months, every few months. So, so yeah. I'm, is that is that more for the outside work that you go to L.A.? Or it's just uh, That or shit both? is work and like for work and play. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be out. You don't like relaxing in Detroit because I've only been here one day and I'm already very scared. Scared? <laughs> no. <laughs> when your hotel downtown has three security guards. Yeah, we do have a lot of security in our hotel. Hey, nah, what's going man, on? Y'all don't got nothing to be scared about down well. We're at the Courtyard Marriott, okay? Well, y'all be going by the, by the time this... Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like, we're safe. <laughs> I don't try, they're going to hurt you right you're, now. You're, you're the one who posted an IG yeah, story yeah, yeah. when we were sitting in the IHOP. <laughs> yeah. We could have all ended Wait, for us. Wait, y'all went to the... Which IHOP? The one in the Courtyard Marriott. Downtown. IHOP slash oh, I know where y'all let y'all right on... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, But why do they have so much security in the, in the I lobby? because that's like... For one, you got... Canada, you got the border right right across the street. That's so right. It's just oh, so a lot watch of out for those, those Canadians. There's a lot of security in general in that area, but but yeah, yeah. So and it's downtown, so yeah. But but no, nah, y'all straight, y'all straight, y'all y'all ain't. Now if y'all go like into the into the miles, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which mile? Which, which mile do we need to get stopped by? Any of them? Don't any none like, of the miles? Don't stop on any of them. <laughs> like six, seven. Nah, it starts getting dicey. <laughs> yeah, start. <laughs> now, now, now here's a question. <laughs> like, do dumbass tourists just like show up to Eight Mile to take pictures? I don't know. They might. Eight Mile is kind of cool. It ain't. It ain't that crazy. Like de depending on what part you want. Like it's. It's really everything before eight, seven, six, then Finkel. You know, quote unquote five. You know, everything before eight. Like is 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 not sweet. Talking about dicey. Yeah, yeah. But long as y'all don't go too far east on Jefferson, because y'all hotel is on Jefferson. That's right. So lo long as y'all don't go too far to the left, which would be east, y'all be fine. Yeah. What if I just go straight and just go over that Detroit-Windsor Bridge? Yeah, yeah. I'll just go hey, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, go that way. You know what I'm saying? Just just stay around here. Y'all be Get some straight. Tim Hortons. It's changing, though, man. Like, it's different, bro. It's like, like especially down in this area. So it's like, you don't got to really. It's not that crazy down here. Nah, it's, 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 and there's a lot of new people from different kind of places, a lot of new money. Detroit going to be a totally different place in a few years. You think years, Detroit's so still is. worth investing in right now? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like, it's, so, it's still a lot of untapped areas, you know what I'm saying? Mo majority of Detroit. Detroit is like a big, small city. Like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of room, ground to cover. So, yeah, yeah, I went to, I was here another time staying at a very nice hotel. I was on tour with Michael Che. And I forgot something. I had to go to the store. And the Dominican guy, he was working a valet. I go, hey, I got to go to the store. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> he just went. <laughs> so I said, I'm just getting a, like a CVS. He's like. Nah, don't do that. You got to. Don't do that. You walk in? <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't do that. <laughs> wow. Don't do that. That's not what you want. No, that's yeah. not what you want. I mean, it was, it was something crazy just happened around the corner from your hotel like a couple weeks ago. What happened? Tell us the story. Man, I don't want to put my city like I mean niggas. Oh, know I heard what time about it. Is. Wait, let me can I was it Greek town? 
Yeah. Was well, it a that, pop, was pop, one, pop? that was that was one of the incidents. And how then, do I already know this? I've only yeah. been here wait, half how, a day. Yeah, wait, how many incidents <laughs> were there it, recently? It was definitely Greek time. It was another incident, like closer to where y'all at. But but yeah, but y'all straight. Y'all straight. Nah, we good. We I'm going to the Tigers game. I'll be, I'll be good, right? Yeah, that's going to be all white folks and like, yeah, ain't de- nothing, nothing popping. Yeah, you good, you good. Black people, black people in Detroit don't go to Tigers games. Um, no, nah, not really, not really, <laughs> not really, not really, not really. But yeah, man. So yeah, that's that's what that's what that's what's going on, man. You about well, to be we'll seeing be, a come, lot more. Come money. back and join us when that when that project drops. No, nah, I'll definitely when you come to New York. York. I kind of, I kind of want to go grab a coney, man. What time is it? Four thirty. Let's y'all go. About, y'all about three blocks away from American. And Lafayette. Wait, yeah, which one Lafayette's to? the one. I, Royce, Royce them said Lafayette. Lafayette is the one. Lafayette, Lafayette's the one. Like the thing I'm is, going American. Is, is two is two brothers that and they like one owns Lafayette, one owns American. They had, they and I had think they beef, hate right? each other. Yeah. yeah they, 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 they oh, like I love those. I love <laughs> those. <laughs> right Why does that happen all the time? It's the best. I or y'all could go to both and like get one from one and Boom. then see which one y'all like. Yeah, we can share. They probably don't hate each other. They probably made it <laughs> act like they hate each other. Just for a good so story. So now you go get both to test yeah. it out. Hey, Jesus. Um, yo, Black, thanks, bro. Man, anytime, man. Anytime always you're good. in New York, Thank you so got much. my contact. Always good to see y'all, bro. Come on, sure, man. Thanks sure. for coming through. Definitely, definitely, uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, check out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash one ep is life. Shouts to Monster Energy and our friends over at SneakerCon. That's it, Syph? That's it. We're done. Have fun in wherever the fuck you're going. Nashville. Have fun in Cashville. Big shout out to Black Milk. Looking forward to his next project. Um, appreciate you guys so much. Got another big episode coming next Tuesday. Of course, another episode coming to our patrons this Thursday on Patreon. Patreon.com slash life. Make sure you're following on the social media. Instagram, life. You're liking and subscribing and doing all the annoying things we ask you to do. Um, you guys are all great guys. I'll see you on the Discord. I'll uh, see you next week. Peace.